New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today I'm hosting Carolyn Resnick. She's a horse trainer and has developed the Resnick method of horsemanship. Carolyn immersed herself in studying horse behavior and gained her initial knowledge of how horses communicate by spending time with wild horses. She offers online and distant horsemanship training programs and is the author of Naked Liberty, subtitled Memories of My Childhood, Guided by Passion and Educated by Wild Horses, The Language of Movement, Communication, and Leadership Through the Ways of Horses. I'm speaking with Carolyn at her home by remote connection. Carolyn, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. It's my honor. Horses have an extensive vocabulary that they use to communicate, but they do it without words. So what is their system and how did you learn about it? I went to the wild and became part of their culture. I was looking with the horses rather than at the horses. And I spent three years developing with that particular herd. And then from there, I studied wild horses, making a connection in with them the way I just told you for the rest of my life. It's such an amazing experience of patience, observation, ingenuity, how to enter their pecking order. I mean, they have this wonderful community that has actual structure. And you can move up and down the pecking order. And you slowly started off, you know, at the lowest order of pecking and made your way up. What happens with pecking order is they're not following a code of conduct. And so they sort of go through the school of hard knocks. And the horses that need to challenge each other do. The horses that do not want to challenge step aside and let the horses that want to to battle it out to get in connection with one another. It's, it's an evolution process. And so you learn that it isn't pecking or it isn't this, it's that, that there's a code not being followed. And a lead horse never breaks the code. So the code goes simply like this. If I walk up to a horse, that horse, if he does not want me to walk up to him, I will leave. That's a code. If I'm a leader, I will follow that code. I will make sure that when he walks up to me, that he's giving me the same right. If he doesn't, I protect myself in either walking away or asking him to walk away from me. So I'm following that code. I learned this code from being with horses, watching them from pecking order to where there is no leader. They all make right choices. You can't see how they're communicating in these. If I go and see a herd of horses, I can tell you how long they've been together by how they communicate with each other. Anyway, the code of conduct is that if I ask you to move, that horse would move. 
and that I would have the ability to know how to get the horse to move and still stay in the soft feel. Mm. That causes a horse to recognize that that other horse is a leader or that I'm a leader because I know how to create unity and harmony from the influence and the respect I give a horse to his personal space. So a true leader is not leading the herd by force. And in fact, I think you write about this, about true leadership. It leads from behind that the horse is not leading out in front of the herd, but it's actually behind the herd. It can be in different ways, but mostly leading from behind. But the thing that is so valuable in understanding leadership is knowing how to lead when it would help the herd experience a sense of well-being and purpose. So when you're working with the horse, you want to find out where that horse wants to go and then lead him there. You do not lead him to some place he doesn't want to go. And if you don't break that rule, you'll never get in a problem. But when you go to ride a horse, if you have put that horse to some place he doesn't want to go, he will always be a horse that when you ride him, he'll have problems with you. Let's suppose a horse does not want to get in a trailer, but you know that you need to transport him in that trailer. So how would you go about leading him to want to get into the trailer? I have had horses refuse to get in a trailer all day long and fight people, and I can walk in and walk them right in. I think what it is, is that that energy that I have developed over the years, the horse knows that they're safe in my charge. But for other people who need to get a horse in a trailer, let's say it's a fire. we got to get the horse out of the trailer and he doesn't recognize who I am. The only thing I can do is face up and put the horse through the school of hard knocks and get the horse in the trailer. But never do you want to ever put a horse in a trailer if it is for your self-serving needs. Right. I remember when I was a young girl, there was a horse that lived across the street and I was the one who would ride the horse and so forth. And one day they were needing to transport the horse and it wouldn't get in the back end of an open truck that was backed up to a hillside. And so they knocked on my door and they said, Justine, can you help us get this horse on the truck? I just walked onto the truck and I had a very loose lead line with the horse and wasn't forcing it. And I just kind of clocked. I said, you know, come on. And the horse just walked right in onto the bed of the truck. I would go out to the pasture and they couldn't catch the horse. And I'd go out and I'd shake the bridle and the horse would come running because it knew that we were going to go on a ride. The horse needed somebody he could trust. This is the thing that my dad had taught me. He says, you know, he says, a horse will do anything you ask. And you just have to know what would cause that horse to follow that. Ask yourself the question, would he, if I asked in this way? I will not train a horse in an emergency when the horse is in a feeling of saying no. I'm going to wait tomorrow, and I'm going to go sit with him at a trailer, and I'm going to go in the trailer, and I'm going to get him treats, bring him out, give him his treats, sit down, read a book. And every time he looks into that trailer, I'm going to walk in and say, oh, you want a treat? Okay, good. And I start... <laughs> not walking in the trailer as soon as he wants me to. And he'll walk into the trailer and get his own treats. He'll cut out the middleman. 
it's that simple. It's like what I learned from Ray Hackworth, that if you have that bond and that trust, you don't need to train a horse to ride him. You can get on and ride him, and he will accept you on his back easily. My dad said that horses are all about wanting to listen. You know who the highest horseman is? The greatest horseman in the world? No, please tell me. A bird. I have seen birds sitting on horses' heads that weigh 15 pounds, and that horse saying, look what I have on the top of my head. I had this little bird that would come to the ranch every day, and he would ride every single horse. He would go from horse to horse. It was a sparrow, and he'd run up and down on that horse's neck and body. And I thought, of course he's not worried about falling off. He can fly. That is so precious. That's that interspecies communication in some ways that you really feel is very important and important for us to know the language of other species. The Camargue horses, are you familiar with those horses? They're wild. The Camargue in France? Yes, I've heard of them. They have big cranes, and the big cranes have their personal mounts. And they will protect their horse from other cranes or whatever kind of bird that's called to not ride their horse. And why they're riding the horse is because they're wanting the horse to disturb the mud that brings up the frogs they want to eat. So they'll sit on the back of horses while the horses are walking through the marshes. And then they say, boom, they got their frog. (laughs) There's a beautiful book out on that, but it's just wonderful to see how they are and the And the horses are not getting any benefit that I can tell, other than the fact that they enjoy the relationship. Beautiful, like a real symbiosis. They're getting the friendship of some sort. Yes. yes. Just maybe one more story, if I can ask you to tell about one of your early horses, Mustang, and Babe a very docile mare that was a friend of Mustang. And you were riding the mare, babe, up to town or beyond town. And Mustang was at liberty. He was with you, but not in a halter or lead show. And then you went into a grapefruit orchard and he wandered away. And how did you get him back? I wanted to be able to bring Mustang when I rode other horses and that I could depend on him to stay with me all the time. And so I figured out that how I was going to teach him to do that is to use his favorite mare, Babe. So I knew if I was on Babe, Mustang would always stay with me. But I also knew that he would wander further away while I was on Babe when I couldn't call him back. I knew that he would connect with me eventually, but I wanted to be able to call him like a dog and say, Mustang, come back here. So I needed to teach him a lesson. So we went to this grapefruit orchard. And how grapefruit trees are built is they have a canopy that goes to the ground. In other words, you can't see the trunk. But once you get in the canopy, it's hollow, big enough for myself and one horse. So Mustang was grazing and not paying attention to where Babe and myself were. So I moved that mare further and further away, and I went inside this tree, and I waited him out because I knew at some point he would say, well, where did they go? And when he found out we were gone, he had a fit. That horse ran through the grapefruit orchard looking for us, and he started getting more and more concerned. 
And then I then said, okay, I've got to stop this. So I called out his name when he was further away. So he couldn't really tell where the voice was coming from, but he knew it was in the orchard. So he started looking closer to where we were, and he started looking inside these trees, and he found it. And, oh, he's upset. He was mad at me. He was mad at Babe. But I'll tell you, after those games that we played, anytime I was on a horse and I said, Mustang, come on, let's go, he would be right up with me. I could be on (laughs) Babe. I could be on anything. But it's an everyday process. It's really like when we have a relationship with a dog or a cat or anything where we have a cross-species bond, it isn't on occasion. It's every day. When you wake up, it's every day that you're with your dog. It's every day that you are lifted to a sense of well-being because of the companionship you're sharing. It's absolutely true. And so we're looking for companionship, and so is that animal. I want to thank you so much, Carolyn, for being with us today on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with Carolyn Resnick, and she's a horse trainer and author of Naked Liberty. And to find out more about her work, you can go to her website, carolynresnick.com. And she spells her name C-A-R-O-L-Y-N, Carolyn Resnick, R-E-S-N-I-C-K. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org, where you'll find over 1,700 programs in its archive. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.